Uh, Jeff, your note on here for the riding crop, and I will read this verbatim. <laughs> a stick. Not a walking stick, but some type of stick. <laughs> Period. It, it kind of looks like that stick that jockeys whip horses with. There you go. Or what KBW, KBW uses, uses to whip, to whip stew. stew. Not that his roommate stew, stew, but Stu the, the Stallion. stallion. You know, you, you know the stallion that he, <laughs> he shoves, shoves the gas, the gas can, can up its ass, Stu. Yeah, so that type of stick. <laughs> I'm so happy Mattel included the writing crop so that you could hit us with that piece of literature. Honestly, I, I don't know, dude. I've never seen anybody write anything so beautiful on paper. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Jeff Green rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Ain't sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 388 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Gearing up for Vegas, dude. How much gambling are you going to do? Zero. Unacceptable. (laughs) Hey, Hey, if you can't afford to lose it, don't gamble. That's my motto. Dude, you're Mr. Moneybags. You can afford to lose it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a a regular Ted DiBiase rolling up in these places. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm making kids bounce basketballs, do push-ups. Dude, you need to hit up the toy place out there. I forget the name of it, but it's the big uh, uh, Rogue Toys. That's it. Yes. Uh, It's actually going to work out really well, and not to bore everybody with Dance Nationals talk, but when you've got a a younger child, when Nationals roll, roll around... Traditionally, they're dancing in the morning, so it's very early hours. This happened when we went to Vegas two years ago for Nationals. Peyton danced really early, so we'd have to leave the hotel at like 5.30 in the morning, and she'd have like a 7.30 call time, and we'd be there for like four hours, so by the time you leave the hotel where the Nationals are taking place, you're pretty tired, so it ended up being we'd leave there, go back to the room, take a nap, go get food, and then you know hit the strip. Your day kind of gets shot at that point. So what's good about now with Peyton being a little bit older, the dances are taking place late afternoon, like four o'clock. So you can wake up at a normal time, go do stuff, do nationals. They're over by like eight, eight thirty, And then you still have the nighttime to go do stuff too. So it actually fits a normal schedule a little bit better with nationals this year. So yes, all that said, my goal is to kind of fit in some stuff that didn't fit in two years ago. When do you start dancing, Scott? What time's your call time? Oh, good. He's already jumped in. I see Jeff left the back door open again. No, I live here. I see. So you weren't out back? Ooh, out back. I love love out back. Aussie cheese fries, am I right? I love me some Aussie cheese fries. Yeah. You tell them to layer the cheese and see the the disgusted look on their face. They're like Uh, this fat ass. Yeah. Yeah. Let them judge you. It's okay. And then the disgusted look I have about myself (laughs) and judging myself in the mirror after I eat those delicious Aussie cheese fries. Now, are you the type to share your Aussie cheese fries, or are you taking a whole plate straight to the face? Yeah, I'll share a little bit. I share a little bit with Wilford Brimley. 
Oh, I see. You know, the diabetes yes. guy? But it's WBK. Also, WBK. It's also my brother. But yes, yes I will uh, devour a whole plate of Aussie cheese fries. So when you say shared, you mean you just give him a couple of the little bacon bits and like a little tiny pinch of cheese and that's that's his portion? He gets four fries. That's it. Oh, you actually include fries. That's very nice of you. Thank KBW. you. Thank you. It's a huge plate too, but I, I share. I share. Four I fries. See. Four fries. I see. So uh, is there anything that you would like to troll about or be angry about this week? Is there anything that you would like to, to live up to your namesake and complain about? I, I guess the submarine. I'm upset about the submarine. Oh, have you, have really? You, have you seen the memes that have been going on about this submarine? I have. I mean, this whole thing, it's the worst thing to happen to subs since Jared. I know, right? That's a great joke. Great joke, Scott, dude. I'm actually laughing about that. <laughs> I'm also imagining you in a leotard, and I'm laughing about that dancing at Nationals. <laughs> oh, that's way funnier, dude. All right. Next time next time you're back in town, we got to go to uh, Outback and get some Aussie cheese fries, you and I. Yes, for sure. So can you tell me why you're upset about the, the sub? Is it the memes that have come out, how, how mean people are being about it, or is it just the fact that it was very sad and people lost their lives? And Well, I'm, I'm very sad that I didn't get to control it with my Xbox controller. Got I, it, yeah, yeah. I am very sad about that. Yeah, like they should have give everybody, given everybody a turn, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, hey, free with your Xbox pass. Yes. Control a submarine for five minutes. <laughs> you made KBW laugh, dude. <laughs> uh, mission accomplished. Or in video game speak, achievement unlocked. <laughs> uh, you made him laugh, dude. Way to go. <laughs> is, he, is he over the corner belly laughing now? He, he's belly laughing. What are you laughing about? Leotard. Scott. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I need to get on Stu and head to Vegas. I need to see this. <laughs> yeah okay well kbw i'm curious who's gonna win in the fight between zuckerberg and elon musk the winner of that matchup i'm going to put all my money down that i don't have on zuckerberg on Z yeah i'd go with the guy that takes judo or taekwondo whatever it is that he's proficient at because uh, i'm pretty sure that elon musk has no fighting experience or ability really in his entire body. So now I'm going with Zuckerberg as well. I'm going Zuckerberg. I have to save up a couple dollars, which means I have to unsubscribe from a couple only fans. Yeah. You're, you're a big, uh, uh, supporter of content creators, uh, of content creators. Yes. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah. I'm very, so proud of you for that. Thank you. A very, 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 uh, big supporter, but you can't buy any of our shirts off. What a maneuver.net. No, 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 no. You guys don't send nudes like these do. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff might not, but <laughs> I need that gambling money. Leotard City. <laughs> Take me down to the Leotard City. <laughs> All right, get out of here, dude. Scott's got to get to Vegas here shortly and go see Rogue Toys and enjoy a little mini vacay. Where the junk is tight and I'm showing off my big titties. And not gamble. How dare you head to Vegas and not gamble? You gotta yeah, no, I can't, dude. I can't afford to lose it, so I'm not going to gamble it. But yeah. then, you know what? I, I'll get a couple drinks in me, and you walk into the casino, and the bright lights and the shiny things, it's all very distracting. And next thing you know, you're $200 less in the wallet. Okay, are you a blackjack guy? Craps. Craps, okay. Yep. But when I hit Vegas, for some reason, it's always slot machines. 
Do you remember the story of us going to Vegas about 11 years ago? <laughs> that was so awesome. I've never done that before. Quick story before we get into the show. Scott and I go to Vegas. We get in. It's about 1130 midnight. Scott goes, we're at MGM Graham. Scott goes, hey, you want to go to the craps table? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm already hammered. I got off the plane drunk. So. Yeah. So I handed you what? A hundred bucks? Yeah. I think you handed me a hundred bucks. Handed you a hundred bucks. And I started gambling with a hundred bucks. And we're at a craps table and the craps table is hot. Anyways, fast forward about an hour and a half, two hours. We were up 1100, 900, 1100 bucks. It was something like that. I think you broke me off like 400 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And so now I'm the type of person at a casino that will stuff my pockets full of uh, chips. So I don't spend it. It's yeah, like, exactly. You know, like $80 in, $20 in the pocket, you know, stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Keep it off the table so it's not tempting. So Scott and I are like, okay, we need to hit up the bank. So we hit up the bank. Now I'm at the teller cashing in the chips. Scott is standing behind the rope section waiting for me to come out from the bank teller. Still drunk because I got drinks at the craps table. Some guy walks up to Scott and he goes, is that your buddy? And Scott's like, yeah, dude, that's my brother. And he goes, oh, looks like you guys did good. Scott goes, yeah, we did hella good at the craps table. And the guy goes, that's awesome, man. Want to buy some crack? (laughs) (laughs) I almost called him Tyrone. (laughs) Scott sobered up quick and he's all, nah, dude, we're good. He goes, okay, well, if you need any crack. (laughs) And he walks up. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrone from Chappelle's show. He's like, you got any crack? So anyways, that's one of my favorite Vegas stories of all time. <laughs> We're like, dude, really crack? No, but if you've got some basics or some elites, WWEs, we'll talk. Yeah. I, dude, you got some Mattels in your trunk? Yeah. Dude, you got some superstar figures? We're having a tough time finding those. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WF. P, you can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify. Just, you know, go search us out on Google. Hell, we're on Google, too. So, anyways, go search us out. Also, on iTunes, please rate and review over there and subscribe. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. All right, we are recording a little bit early this week. A lot a bit early. So I don't know if Scott has anything that he's purchased or... Nada. Yeah, we're recording on Monday, June 26th. So I don't have anything. I didn't pick up anything. Although I did go to Walmart hoping to find superstar figures because I'm starting to see some people start to sprout up with the latest series. Yes, and the Mr. Perfect Build-A-Figure, apparently Norm, found that at Walmart. Yeah, he found the SummerSlam series. It's Zeus, right. Jey Uso, and some other people. Anyways, it makes build a perf- build a perfect build a figure, Mister Perfect. Uh, Hogan and uh, Dolph Ziggler would be the other ones in that set, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Very knowledgeable over there. Thank you. I Great. study pre-orders a lot. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> That's you- a good looking Hogan too. I'm not going to add it to the collection. It's not like my favorite era Hogan. But uh, that's a good looking figure. I like all the accessories they put with them. Are you going to pick any of those up? Or are you just going to buy Mr. Perfect off of eBay? No, I'm not actually even looking for the Mr. Perfect. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I've got the Perfect coming from the next Legend series. 
Oh, okay, got it. I got him and uh, the Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. Okay. So, yeah, I don't really need a Mr. Perfect in the suit, so I'm good. All right, Scott, I had so much fun doing blind reacts last week, especially with Tom Zink. Hmm. I'm glad you had fun. That was a lot of fun, dude. So I thought we would do it again. Okay. But this week, we're going to do Jack in the Box menu items. Oh, we're not doing wrestling figures again. That's good. Okay, I can deal with some Jack in the Box. Okay, I'm getting pen and paper ready here. Are we doing five again? Yeah, we'll do five. All right. That's funny because I actually had Jack in the Box for lunch. Oh, did you? I did. Ultimate cheeseburger. Oh, well, that may or may not be on here. Are you including seasonal items on this list? No. Or is this just main menu items? Just main menu. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. The first one. The egg rolls. Mm. That's not one of my favorites, so I'm putting that at number five. Wow, already, huh? Yeah, the egg rolls, I would say, are probably... I don't know if they're my least... No, they might be my least favorite menu item there. Okay. Yeah, not a big fan of their egg rolls. Okay. Number two, or second item, tacos. Ooh. Yeah. That's a winner right there, dude. Even though they don't have real meat in them... It's actually soy meat. Yes. They are delicious. Yes. I'm going to bank that you've... Oh, are you going to have a better one coming? I'm going to go number two on the tacos. Okay. So number two, egg rolls are number five. Yep. I'm going to bank that you've got a better one coming that's going to take number one. Next up, curly fries. Uh, I love their curly fries, dude. That would be high. See, I'm not a fan. Oh, Blasphemy. Yeah, Jack in the Box actually has really good regular fries, but their curly fries are, yeah, they're okay. I'm going number four. Number four. Which I'm okay with them being above the egg roll. That's that's a good spot for those. Next up, Sourdough Jack. Oh, USOB. See, I don't <laughs> know what you have coming up last. You know what? I don't trust you. That's going to be number one. You don't trust me? No, I don't. That, that's hurtful. I don't trust you. Yeah, because you're going to come out of left field with like... Two egg rolls. And <laughs> no. then I'm going to have to be like, damn it, that's number one. So, okay, I'm going Sourdough Jack number one. And actually, I'm okay with that because the Sourdough Jack is solid. It does not leave other solids, but I'll tell you that. That's a, that's <laughs> goes <enough>. in solid. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, Classic Buttery Jack com- or Classic Buttery Jack. Dude, I don't know. I've never had it. Oh, man, do I have to call an audible? Yeah, call an Audible and pick something else off the menu. Oh, man. Yeah, right. I've never had that burger before. It's been on the menu for, what, five or six years now? Never had one. By the way, have you had the Snoop Dogg thing? No, I'm not paying $14 for that. That's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? It's 14 bucks, dude, for a chicken sandwich, curly fries, one taco, not even two tacos, one taco, which everybody that goes to Jack in the Box knows, two tacos for 99 cents. Nope, one taco a drink, and a Snoop Dogg air freshener. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. $14. Get out of here. All right. Well, we'll go try and, excuse me. We'll go, we'll go true with uh, Jumbo Jack. Oh, okay. Perfect. I like my list, dude. All right. This is a solid Jack in the Box. Like people that have never had it that come to the West Coast. That's a solid list right there. Sourdough Jack number one. Tacos number two. That's a meal in itself right there. Boom, done. Get yourself a large Coke. You're off to the races. <laughs> Jumbo Jack, number three. Add cheese if you like cheese. Curly fries, number four. Egg rolls, number five. That's a solid Jack in the Box top five right there. Now I'm craving Jack in the Box. Same. I might go back for dinner. 
<laughs> I, I could see you doing that. Wait, there's no Jack in the Box on the East Coast? I don't I, People have said there's only Jack in the Box like Midwest and West Coast. I don't know that it's on the East Coast. Because I know over on the Midwest, and if I'm not mistaken, the East Coast, it's Hardee's. But over here, it's Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr., right. But I thought Jack in the Box was all over just like Taco Bell, McDonald's, all that stuff. I don't know, dude. Um, I know Nevada has them. Utah has them. Uh, Arizona. Like, as you start to get further out, I don't know. Okay. I really don't. I, I thought Jack in the Box was more of a West Coast thing. Um, Owen Anderson, I was talking to him about it. and He's like, yeah, I've never had Jack in the Box. I was like, uh-huh. oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. And There's... I think it was because there weren't any around him or in his area at all. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I thought Jack in the Box was more like... West Coast centric. You know what the cool thing was, is I remember uh, kind of tying it back to toys. Nathan, a friend of ours, Nathan, Sean, we would all go out after Nathan would get off work and we'd hit up Walmart or Target or something before they closed. And we'll see what toys they had. We were always, of course, looking for wrestling figures. If we didn't find anything, we basically come back to that mom and dad's house, start playing poker. But we'd always stop off at Jack of the Box or Taco Bell. It was always one of those two. Yep. Yep. And then the chest pains would happen, and we were like, yes. <laughs> it's like, today's the day. You know, that type Get of thing. Get the life paddles. Bring <laughs> them back. <laughs> exactly. But that <laughs> to tie fast food back to that is happy memories because it was one of those, even if we found something, we'd still stop off at Jack of the Box or Taco Bell and then head back to mom and dad's house to play poker. Well, dude, even the great days when I'd pick you up from high school, and we'd go to Castro Village Toy Shop, pick up stuff from John, or we'd hit Hayward Toys R Us. On the way home, hit Burrito Shop, get a couple burritos, come home, pop in Royal Rumble 91. Yep. And then also on the TB Toy Cast this week, we talked about Spawn, which you found Malabolgia at yep. Castro Village Toy Shop. Castro I, Village Toy Shop, yeah. I told that on the show this past week. It was fun going and looking for Spawn figures, but I was always heading over to starting lineups it was starting uh, lineups first. It was starting lineups first, and then it was because Jax wasn't out at that time because this was 95, right. right? Right. This was before the Bone Crunchers. It was kind of like in between the Hasbros or late Hasbros, but before Jax. Yeah. So, and and the Bendies, we were always picking up at KB Toys. Those were KB Toys, yeah. So, really, it was just starting lineups when we go look at the toys in 95. Well, also, when our Toys R Us anyway in Hayward, when you walked in, they had moved the starting lineups into the sports equipment section. That's right. I forgot about that. Right, which kind of made sense. And I remember that feeling when you'd make the turn to go down the sports equipment aisle and you'd see that brown box on the floor Mm -hmm. and you'd go running up to it and it's like baseball gloves. And you're like, ah, damn it. (laughs) I don't want to be hoping for NBA, but I'll take this. Yeah, we were all over those, man, those starting lines, especially when Shaq's first figure came out, man. Oh, yeah, the competition to grab those was so insane. And then what's crazy is Southland Mall, which was across the street from the Hayward Toys R Us, you'd go into the sports shops there, and you'd see the same figures that you know they went and bought at Toys R Us over at their shop marked up five to six times what they paid for them at Toys R Us. Yeah, because they knew us little marks were out looking for Shaq and everything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man, those starting lineups in the mid-90s with those rookie figures, even in baseball. Remember like Javi Lopez and Chipper Jones? Those figures went for buku bucks. Yep. All right, let's jump into the news. And a big news, the Major Pod 
They showed off in their big rubber guys line. Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti will come with all the tassels. He'll have his neon yellow greenish tights. So this led to a discussion with Breaker and I last night on the TB Toycast. That's going to be coming up this week. What do we do with no Shawn Michaels? <laughs> Same thing we did back in 1988-89 when we got no Smash and no Barbarian. We cried about it. So does this lead? Do they have a shot at getting Sean? Is I mean... I don't see how, dude. I, I don't see how. Because it feels like with WWE, there are certain guys that are untouchable. Austin, Hogan, Michaels, Taker. Those guys are untouchable. Like, those guys are locked into a solid WWE Legends deal. Right. It leads me to think that there may be a Sean behind coming soon. I'm hopeful that that's their SDCC announcement. Like, that'll be the big surprise from them for SDCC is, hey, we got Shawn Michaels. Now you can tag him up with Marty. And what a strong first three assortments, right? You're getting uh, Myers and Cardona. You're getting second series demolition. Then, boom, you get the Rockers in that early 90s look. Dude, that'd be amazing. But uh, look, Powertown had and lost DiBiase. Right. Other companies are doing Andre. Other companies are doing Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, I mean, I guess that there's an outside shot. Well, British Bulldog is doing, or he's coming in the Epic Toys Hasbro style figures. So, yeah, so it's not unprecedented for the for a name that you think is, like you said, Jeff, solely WWE to be made by somebody else. Right. It could happen here. But like you said, Shawn Michaels, that's, that's an icon in the WWE. <sighs> Fingers crossed, man. Because this Marty... It looks so good. And as we've seen from the big rubber guys, the renderings, the drawings are very close to the finished product, right? They're outstanding. So you've got to think that Marty is going to look so good. It's going to be a damn shame if we don't have Shawn Michaels to go next to him. I mean, they could call an audible and put like Al Snow with him. That's the thing is Marty wasn't in the new Rockers outfit. He was in the Rockers or Midnight Rockers. Yeah, he was in the Rockers outfit. So yeah, even like X-Pac with him wouldn't really work. Nope. So you've got to think. I'm I'm holding out hope Shawn Michaels is their SDCC announcement, and that would be a great get for those guys. Yeah. All right, let's head on over to Rush Collectibles. Series 2 was shown off. It was Mil Moretes, James Storm, and yes, Scott, it is Chris Harris that was coming from Rush. I knew there was Chris Harris coming from somewhere. I just didn't know where exactly. I'm glad Rush got him. And last but not least, Joel Gertner. This is all in Rush Collectibles Hasbro style figures. Exclusive and limited to only 150 American most wanted James Storm and Chris Harris look. Oh, wow. There you go. That's going to be <laughs> a lot of antsy people on that pre-order. Yep. So that is from Rush Collectibles. Give them a follow on Instagram, please. Please, please. Or you can check out RushFigures.com. I love the look of that Harrison Storm, by the way. Those things are badass. Those are hella cool, dude. I'm thinking Yeah, about, I like them a lot. I kind of like the Gertner, too, you know? <laughs> Gertner's so good. The only thing I wish it had was a pull string on the back where you could utter off some of his lines. Yeah, the man who last night impregnated your mother. Oh, he was so good. He was excellent. All right, let's head on over to Mattel. And Steve Ozer was back. 
He's still a little salty, but he's back. He's back. <laughs> We're getting back in his good graces, slowly but surely. We're not worthy, Steve. First question comes in from Mr. Yellow. I wonder why it's Mr. Yellow. Uh, my guess would be a Reservoir Dogs reference. That was my next question. Yeah, that would be my guess. Not a hot take, but didn't like that movie. You didn't like Reservoir Dogs? I didn't. Was it? Uh, what was it about it you didn't like? Was it a, the jumping around bit? Uh, it was more the just the dialogue. Oh. All, all the dialogue and stuff. Usually I like Quentin Tarantino stuff, but yeah, just wasn't a fan of that one. Didn't do it for you, huh? Yeah, no. Nope. Well, I think everybody's got like one least favorite Tarantino movie. Although, what was the one with Woody Harrelson? Uh, Natural Born Killers? Uh, that's not a Tarantino flick. Oh, it's not? Nope. Oh, okay. I didn't like that one either. Okay. Uh, True Romance also technically is not Tarantino. Okay. But that was his script. He actually sold that True Romance script to fund Reservoir Dogs. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. All right. So this comes in from Mr. Yellow. He says, since I've seen you mention Power Town and you're obviously aware of what they are doing, has it lit a fire to consider avenues for any older talent you might potentially have access to? I was thinking legacy sets like Randy, Cowboy Bob, and the big O, Bob Sr. As a way to get some older guys out. Steve said, we have plans to release every Legends talent we have access to unless some unforeseen issues prevent it. That's been the case for the last five years or so. Love what Power Town is doing, but it hasn't changed our release plans. Hmm. Jeff, what are your feelings on how Power Town is doing? I can't say anything. I just literally got my shipping notification today. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was talking talking to Breaker last night, and him and I were both singing the blues, and then I get my shipping notification today. Yo, hey, Breaker, guess what? I, I actually meant to text him, see if he got his uh, shipping notification. But anyways, uh, I wasn't the only one. Breaker wasn't the only one. Ring Skirts also tweeted something out, and boy, usually it takes a lot for Nate to kind of say something. Yeah, and he you was can, unhappy, huh? Yeah, he's, you know, we're all below inmates, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're all below them. Well, <laughs> I like I said last week, I got my Bruiser Brody. I'm absolutely in love with that figure. I think it's fantastic. Um, Chad uh, from the Horror Movie Barbecue actually got his Carrie Von Eric figure. Oh, really? That's nice. Sorry. He did, not to rub it in yours and Breaker's face, but <laughs> Chad got his Carrie Von Eric, and he had some interesting takes on it, and I want to read you what he said. Uh, he said, if Mattel ever gets the right to carry ever again, they're going to have a lot to live up to, because this is not only the best carry figure ever, which, dude, that's saying something, but one of the best figures I've seen in 30-plus years. Man, that is a lot to say about it because those Mattel Elite Legends, like the original original series of the Carrie Von Eric or the Texas Tornado, those were excellent. Uh, those were outstanding, not to mention his great Hasbro figure. That one's good too, yeah. Which was, I mean, that was a dead ringer for Carrie. Those things were outstanding. Yeah. So there's more. Oh, there is. I did not expect these Power Town figures to hit so hard, but if they keep this momentum going in the next wave... Mattel is going to have a serious problem, and these could overtake Jazzwares as the number two figure line. Yeah, th- I could actually see that happening. Unfortunately, they don't have retail space, but... But if pre-orders remain strong, and the product is as good as Series 1 is... Oh, is it good? I, I, what's that? Is it good? Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, that, that, that's nice. 
Yeah, it's a, when you get it in hand, you'll know what we're talking about. Okay. The, right. Then you won't be salty anymore, and you can look at it. No, with I'm gonna less be salty. Eye. I'm, no, I'm gonna be salty. Don't be salty. I'm super salty. D- try some pineapple. Chill out. Don't be so salty. Just relax. And then when you get the figure in hand, free your mind of all the anger for getting the late notification on shipping, and just look at the figure and appreciate it, dude. It's absolutely incredible. So, who did you order out of the first series? By the way, girls like it when I eat pineapple. But the first series I got, are you fun, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Moving on from your pineapple. Okay, sorry. Uh, I got Carrie Von Eric, Bruiser Brody, and... <clears throat> oh, my God. Magnum TA? Magnum TA. Thank you. It's always the last one. I forget. Anyways, I got, got those three. Okay, so the title belt that comes with Magnum looks outstanding. Correct. I'm really loving what Powertown is doing, and I got to echo what Chad said. Dude, if they keep this up, yeah, I don't even know if it's, it's definitely not just Mattel that has competition. Jazzwear seriously has to start looking over their shoulder. Wait, you haven't opened your Brody yet? No, dude. No, it's, it's all prep. It's end of the season for dance. I've had no time to do anything. Sit on your couch, play one game of baseball and have the figure next to you, pop it open when you're between innings. No, no. I keep it next button to skip past all that crap. (laughs) <laughs> I have no pay. I have no time for that either. <laughs> Get me to the next cutscene. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, just wait until you have the figures in hand, dude. You'll see exactly what Chad's talking about. I don't know if Mattel has to necessarily worry yet. They're pretty solid with their Legends line, but definitely Jazzwares. You know, if they are considered the current number two, they're gonna have to start looking over their shoulder, dude, because these have already overtaken anything that I've seen Jazzwares put out. Honestly, Actually- and Jazzwares had, has, has had some really good figures. Don't get me wrong. They've had some excellent figures. These are just next level. So Chad did message me too. He was talking about the carry figure and he said, I said, how is the quality of the belt? He said, the strap on itself is a little, you said strap on is a little thin on the ends, but my gosh, this is on the same level as Mattel. Wow. There you go. That's, that's high praise. He doesn't impress easy as the great Jesse Ventura said, but he'll always give credit where it's due. So there you go. That That's a solid review right there. And I concur with everything he said. Ah, Scott, too, and you're crazy. <laughs> Going back to Tyrone. All right. Yes. Thank you, Chad, for that uh, that review. Next question comes in from Steve Hulk. Hey, Steve, will Ultimate Edition stay at three per wave going forward? Also, will there be any pattern to the waves? Two current figures, one legend. Steve said mainline Ultimates will be three figures per wave going forward. No set pattern. We'll just try to make strong, appealing waves, but you'll see a little more modern talent in mainline in the near future with legendary talent currently represented as ultimate, so heavily elsewhere. Legends, Coliseum Collection, what's NW? Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars, etc. Thank you. Acronyms kill me, dude. (laughs) They do me too. (laughs) These young kids today are always using acronyms, dude. It drives me nuts. What is that FAP acronym? I don't know what that is. <laughs> FAP for 50. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Next question comes in from Heel Turn. He said, hey, Steve, what happens in the case of a character like Kim Chi who was played by multiple people? Good question. Would Mattel be able to do a Kim Chi without dealing with rights for, say, Steve Lombardi? I'd love to see a Kamala Kim Chi Elite 2-pack as a retailer exclusive. Steve says, not sure case-by-case basis with some of these characters. So this kind of goes back to the gobbledygooker thing. Remember how we couldn't... Yeah. We kept saying, we're like, 
hell of people played the gobbledygooker. Johnny Gargano right. just played the gobbledygooker. Do they have to get... <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, they do have the rights to do Johnny Gargano, but like... And Maurice, too. And Maurice, but like who? Hector Guerrero played the gobbledygooker back in 90, right? Yes. So why would they have to get Hector Guerrero? It's just a dude in a costume. Right. It's their, their creation, their character. It's similar to Doink, I would say, right? And we've had quite a few Doink figures and multiple people played him. So, yeah, it's just, I, like Steve said, it's a case-by-case case and maybe one of these days, but maybe they don't view him as a name people really want. But I think Kimchi would be a really cool Build-A-Figure. Kimchi would be a good figure to slap in with a Kamala. But are people really going to go and buy a two-pack of Kamala uh, that, and Kimchi? That's a great question. I mean, I would. You would. A lot of people listening would. But the casual, you know, kind of like their targets... They may not be you and I and the people listening to this show. It may be what we're going to sell a majority of. And I honestly think if they're going to shoehorn kimchi in, probably going to be a Build-A-Figure. All right, next question comes in from Eddie P. Hi, Steve. Why do Mattel write Brett Hit? Man, there's a space between T and the M. Heart on all packaging instead of Brett Hitman Heart. There is no space between Hit and Man. I don't know why, but I find this really annoying. Steve said hit man is how the licensor uses the name and how they ask us to execute on the packaging. I actually know why this is Jeff. Do you really, or are you just going to make some ridiculous joke? I'm going to make a ridiculous joke and go for it. It's because Don Mattingly is known as the Hitman. All one word <sighs> while Bret Hart is the hit space man. They couldn't take Hitman because Don Mattingly already had it coined back in like 87 so that's why Mattel, I mean, if they want to pay Mattingly, go ahead. But Don Mattingly coined that one way back in the late 80s. So it will it will forever be known for Brett as Hit Spaceman. Dot, 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 dot. You're ridiculous. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I try. They did point out that there was one time, and I think it's on these new defining moments, where it did say Hitman all one word. But... Ooh. If you look at all the older packagings, there's the space between hit and man. But as Steve said, that's what WWE wants. That's what WWE gets. I wonder when that started because I never noticed it on the Hasbro packaging, the LJN. I don't know. You want me to grab some figures in my room that, ha that are Bret Hart? Yeah. Like, I know you've got some two packs in there. Anything that says Hitman on it? Is there a space like on Jax or? Actually, I'm looking up at the WrestleMania 9, sorry, WrestleMania 8 Bret Hart. <laughs> From Jack's Classic, where he was in all pink. And there's the space between Hit Man. There is a space. There is a space. Okay. Do you uh, have the Hasbro signed near you? No, I... Uh, actually, I do have it. It's up in a closet that's kind of hidden. Hold on. Oh. Hold, please. Do, do improv. Do improv? This guy just walks away from the microphone. Yeah, I just walked away from the microphone. Do <laughs> I was in the middle of my improv bit. Go get your Bret Hart figure. Stop coming back well, to the mic. Okay. <laughs> so the all pink Bret Hart ringside exclusive that there's the space between hit and man. Well, yeah, because it's Mattel. Okay. But I'm wondering about like Jax, which you've already pointed out there is the space. But I'm wondering how far back this goes because the Bret figure we're talking, what, 91? 92? That's a good point. Okay, hold please. I think I just found the Hasbro red card. Hold on. Okay. Do improv. I'll do improv. Go. Get away from your microphone. You're still standing there. Quick, before KBW comes in. The, f the video froze. 
<laughs> it's only funny if people could see it. All right, hold on. All right. This guy, he's so unprofessional, walks away from his microphone in the middle of recording because he doesn't have the knowledge about Hasbro, his favorite wrestler, no less, to know if there's a space between hit and man. If he comes back not wearing a shirt, I'm going to be so pissed at him. And he's back. Okay. I don't know where my red card Bret Hart is. That was a time waster completely. I found the Hogan LJN, but I don't know where my red card Bret Hart is. That's weird. That's concerning. <laughs> I'd be asking KBW. Maybe he sold it for uh, BK. <laughs> to subscribe to more OnlyFans. <laughs> Those OF creators, man. They don't come cheap. Lots of Take nudes. Lots of nudes. <laughs> All right. Well, that is concerning, but I'm looking at the jacks. There's the space. Now I have the deluxe classic, but it's tucked up in the corner of the wall next next to a dash wilder. And I can't see around it. There's no name on it. Well, let's save us some time here, Jeff. You had to sure. walk away from the microphone, but uh, sure. You know, I've, I've got this uh, thing called Google. Oh, not sure if you've heard of it. Pretty I, handy. Actually, I'm looking at the jacks three pack, too. That says hit man. The spaces in between. I don't know if I find it annoying. I just find it interesting. Hasbro's one word. It's all one word in Hasbro? On the blue card. His his regular one. like Not the red card, Brett. Okay. But the blue card, Brett, all one word hit, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at more Mattels, and sure enough, there's the space. Yeah. I don't find it annoying. I just find it interesting why they separate the two. But anyways. Well, I'm glad he brought it up because I had no idea. Well, thank you for bringing it to our attention, Eddie P, because this is all we can see now. Yeah, now that's all we're going to be looking at. We don't care about Brett's face on the scans anymore. Yeah. We're more concerned as they're the space between hit and man. Okay, we're, let's not go that far. Yeah, let's not get carried away. You're right. All right, Scott, we got to jump into Elite Series 89. What do you say? Let's talk about it. We're going back in time for nostalgia. Before we get into WWE Elite Series 89, what we want you guys to do is head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you guys to do this week is just look for that magnifying glass and search WWE Elite Series 89. It'll pop it up right there. Simple enough. Just look for that magnifying glass and follow along as Scott reads off this list. Again, that's all over at the Dylan created and wonderful wrestling figure database dot com. All right, Scott, what you got for Elite Series 89? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 89 consisted of Bobby Lashley. He was in his black tights, was packaged with the WWE heavyweight title. Damian Priest, he was in purple, silver and black gear. Came with a necklace with a cross on it accessory and a black Polly Pocket style jacket. Dominic Mysterio was in his blue, orange, and yellow gear. Kind of matched the Ray from Elite Series 88. And he was packaged with a kendo stick accessory. Drew McIntyre packaged with a sword, arm gauntlets, and kilt accessory. Sergeant Slaughter. This would have been heel look Sergeant Slaughter when he came back and beat Ultimate Warrior for the title. He came with... Jeff, as you say, a French hat, uh -huh. a riding crop, soft goods jacket, red elbow pads, and sunglasses accessories. Uh, Jeff, your note on here for the riding crop, and I will read this verbatim. <laughs> a stick. 
Not a walking stick, but some type of stick. <laughs> Period. It, it kind of looks like that stick that jockeys whip horses with. There you go. Or what KBW, KBW uses, uses to whip, to whip stew. stew. Not, Not his, his roommate, roommate stew, stew, but stew, stew the, the stallion. stallion. You know. You, <laughs> you know, the stallion that he, <laughs> he shoves, shoves the gas, the gas can, can up its ass. <laughs> stew. Yeah, so that type of stick. <laughs> I'm so happy Mattel included the writing crop so that you could hit us with that piece of literature. Honestly, I, I don't know, dude. I've never seen anybody write anything so beautiful on paper. That was all based off of a a writing stick. Or what, did you what? just riff that or did you pull? Did you plagiarize that? Did somebody else write that? No, I just riffed it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Your brain is amazing dude thank you man well done i had a good chuckle off of that (laughs) did you really a stick not a walking stick but some type of stick it kind of looks like that stick that jockeys whip horses with or what kbw uses to whip stew not his roommate stew but stew the stallion you know the stallion that he shoves the gas can up its ass stew (laughs) i hope you're proud nia jack she was your variant in this set both versions come with the women's tag team belt Regular version was in a black, gold, and red outfit. Variant was in her purple and black outfit. And finally, the goon. He was your retail exclusive in this series. He was exclusive to Walmart. He looked like a hockey player. Soft goods hockey jersey, hockey gloves, hockey stick. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 89. A favorite figure in this one? Hmm. It's kind of a tough one. Okay. Honestly, it's 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 tough because I really like the Sarge. Mm-hmm. I think that Sarge is outstanding. The Bobby Lashley looks good. The Damian Priest is really, really good. The Drew's good. But, dude, I've got to go Nia Jax. You're going Nia? I mean, it's not a bad figure. I... It's a great figure because look at the face sculpt on it. it. And it goes back to what we've always said. Mattel nails Nia. Every single time they do a Nia Jax figure, be it a basic, elite, whatever, it's Nia Jax. And it's a perfect sculpt. So, you know what? I'll give it a 1A and 1B. Nia Jax, Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. Okay. Wow. I did not expect that. Uh, my two favorites, Damian Priest and the Goon. The Goon is just basically, holy crap, we got a Goon figure. How awesome is that? Yes. And it's cool, right? But I mean... It's, it's the goon. I think it's awesome that Bill Irwin. Damn yes, it. Wild Bill Irwin from Long Riders fame got a figure in the Mattel line. That's awesome. But it's it's a hockey player. <laughs> you know, it's it's cool. But in terms of quality compared to the rest of the series, I've I don't know, man. That slaughter, the, the soft goods jacket, there's a lot of accessories with them. The sculpt is dead on. I'll go Naya and Sarge on this one for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Dominic, Mr. Dominic. No, I'm not do- saying Dominic, even though I got the figure out of this. I'm going to say Damian Priest and the Goon. And obviously, given the timing of this, this is not current day heel Dominic. This is face Dominic when he was teaming up with his dad and has, I wouldn't say it's like matching gear, but it's super close to the uh, gear Ray was wearing in the previous Elite series. And also, this is not a current look, the Goon. This is like 1995-ish, the Goon. <laughs> Yes. Yes. This is not Bill Irwin in 2023 wearing a hockey jersey <laughs> and hockey pants and skates and gloves. Yes. Yeah, this would be like 1995. Bill yeah. Irwin. There you go. All right. Let's start with eBay prices. Bobby Lashley with the WWE heavyweight title. 
Last old eBay listing was June 7th for $23 on a buy it now. Damian Priest, Polly Pocket style jacket with the cross. Last old eBay listing was 618 June 18th for $40 on a buy it now. Ooh, look what being in the Judgment Day will do for you. Dominic Mysterio, Kendo Stick. Last old eBay listing June 21st for $40. It's that judgment. Getting the Judgment Day rub. It's the Judgment Day rub, man. And also the fact that there aren't a ton of Dominic or Damian Priest figures out there. People want their kids to have the Judgment Day uh, figures in their, their playtime. So there you go. 40 bucks each. Yeah, usually I pay 40 bucks for a Judgment Day rub. All right. Drew McIntyre with the sword. Last sold eBay. <laughs> Last I knew old... you wouldn't go much longer, dude. I know, I know. Last you old... tried to just mow over it. it just... I did, I did. I saw you kind of crack a smile, and that's what got me. All right. Drew McIntyre <laughs> with the sword. Last sold eBay listing was June 25th for $16.99. Sergeant Slaughter with the French hat, a stick, not a walking stick. Okay, you've already heard that. Last sold eBay listing was June 19th for $23.67. Okay, here's what doesn't make sense to me. How much was shipping on that? Do you know, Jeff? No, I don't. I've debated if I should put shipping in because then everybody would be getting a total, like a total, total amount. But it just gets to be too, too many numbers, I guess you would say. Well, you can currently go on to BBTS and get that slaughter. Uh-huh. And I think he's, if he's not 20, he's 22. And you can put him in a pile of loot and order other stuff and not pay eBay shipping. Oh. So, yeah, as we start to get to the later series, a lot of these are still available on BBTS. Oh, okay. Is Domin- uh, Actually, is uh, Dominic and Damien still on there? I would need to look on there and see if they are. You can I, haven't, I don't really go back that far with elites. I'm looking more for their newer stuff that's coming up for pre-order. Uh-huh. Uh, but I can definitely take a look. I would think both those guys, especially Dominic, are sold out. Damian Priest might still be on there, though. Okay. Well, you can flip them for 40 bucks. Yeah, that's true. If I was into flipping toys like that, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad deal. In fact, you know what? Here, let's do a, a quick plug. And not because we are sponsored in any way by them but because I love BBTS and I talk about them all the time because their pile of loot feature is fantastic. Scott's Big Bad Toy Store. Yes. That's why it just uh, needs to be named. I'm just going to search Priest. I guess I should put Elite after it because a lot of crap came up for Priest. <laughs> uh, Priest. What? Don't, Jeff, don't. Sorry. What? <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Was Jeff about to make a Priest joke? <laughs> Okay, so Elite 89 Slaughter, $23.99. Nia Jax, same price. Drew McIntyre, same price. Bobby Lashley, same price. Oh, and they have the Chase Nia for 19 bucks. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, you can get Slaughter for essentially what he sold on eBay for. But if you buy other stuff, you'll save on shipping. But no Priest or Mysterio. No Priest or Mysterio. Both those guys are gone. Okay, got it, got it. So there you go. There's a quick inventory check of uh, BBTS. Live on the air, pal. <laughs> Nia Jax, which was the variant. Regular black and gold and light brown outfits. Variant purple and black outfit. Last sold eBay listing on the regular June 21st for $18.99. Variant last sold June 25th for $17.95. The goon with the hockey jersey and the hockey stick. Last sold eBay listing was June 17th for $32. I thought that would be more. For the goon? Yeah, I thought that would be a little bit higher. You think like the Bill Irwin fans are really going to be clamoring for that one? Mm. All right. <laughs> Damn you. 
<laughs> 32 sounds about right to me. All right. Did he, he, I mean, he was pretty scarce at retail. Like, you didn't see him everywhere. Oh, uh, well, that's because he was like an exclusive. You couldn't find him everywhere. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't like... In terms of popular characters, right? In WWE, even like the mid-90s when they were literally throwing crap against the wall to see what would stick. The goon wasn't one of those like overly memorable ones, would you say? No. Okay. Yeah, he was a he was a guy a lot of people forgot about. True. So, I mean, if you had like Duke the Dumpster Drossy, maybe, or the Godwins. Um, no, the Godwins were definitely one of the top teams. Okay. For that the, era, but I, the goon was kind of one of those throwaways, like. MVP, the baseball character, not the current day superstar, but MVP, the baseball guy, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Who was played by Steve Lombardi. Yes. I would kind of put him on the same level as Goon. He was a guy a lot of people forgot about. Okay. But I think if they came out with a figure of him, long-term resale value would kind of be what this is. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love the Goon. I do, because you and I grew up all through that era. We never stopped. Of course, we remember the Goon. But to the casual person collecting, like, if they were going to get it, they probably already got it at Walmart. So I can't see that figure spiking anywhere really above where it is right now. Okay. But what do I know? What do I know? All right, Scott, real quick. I want you to give me a number. One through, let's say, ten. Why? Just just because. Seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Top or bottom? (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Top or bottom? (laughs) Okay. This is getting weird real quick. It's going to lead to something fun. (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) Stop me if you've heard this before. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Why are you holding vodka in your other hand? (laughs) And chloroform. Anyways. <laughs> What's that rag? <laughs> All uh, right. Give me top. All right. What two superstars were required to attend anger management classes with Dr. Shelby in 2012? Kane and Daniel Bryan. Very good. So these are cards that I literally found, trivia cards that I found at work. You found them? I found them at work in some random box. Uh, you clearly purchased those at some point and forgot about them. No. These, no? were, these were given to special guest Sean, which he had nothing to do with them. He was like, what do I want these for? Because they were given to him. So he just threw them in a box, which this was back at the Pac-Med days where you work and I, where I used to be at. Right. So he threw it in a box. Well, the box was found this past week. And it's a bunch of trivia. Nice. A bunch of WF trivia. So I thought I'd break this out with you real, real fast before we okay, get five every- bottom. Five bottom. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay, that's a weird card. Oh, no, no, that works, that works. Okay. What member of Evolution was kicked out of the group shortly after he won the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam 2004? Randy Orton. Very good. Man, these questions are easy. Yeah, these are kind of softballs, dude. Oh, this one's actually... I don't know if you get that one or this one. Okay. Uh, All right. You want to try one more? Throw me two more. Throw me two more. Any two? Any two. You pick. All right. All right. I'll turn them face down, and then I'll just drop two, and I'll do one top, one bottom. All right. (laughs) 
who teamed with David Hart Smith to form the WWE Tag Team Championship pair the Hart Diamonds. Oh my God, these are hell of easy. Yeah, that's Tyson Kidd, dude. Right? Who, by the way, I still need his autograph. Yeah, we need to get you. We need to get you to complete that set. Yes, it's been lingering for a long time. I think I got that DH Smith back in 2012. I think 2012. Is it in Sharpie? Yes. Uh, you should have given it to me. Uh, I saw him at APW about right. Actually, right before the pandemic, I could have gotten it done in paint for you. Well, I got to get Tyson Kidd, dude. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I got to find out if Tyson's kids even going to do any more signings. All right. Last one, because these questions are hella easy. What raw guest host and NBA owner was slammed through a table in December of 2009 by Seamus? Mark Cuban. Very good. Okay. These, are, these are easy. Yeah, those are kind of softballs, dude. Let me see if there's an actual hard one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've turned the segment raunchy, dude, and it shouldn't be raunchy. I'm not doing anything. You're making it totally perverted. WWE trivia. You're talking about sizes and tops and bottoms. and. What former WWE diva appeared in several GoDaddy commercials that aired dur- during Super Bowls? Candace Michelle. Dude, these are hella easy. This is dumb. Throwing these away. Yeah, I'm right. throwing these away. These I'm are awful. Let's go to Godfather's hat. All right. I think my tag team partner, Big Josh, could have answered all those too. Probably. He and he's even, like six. And he wasn't even born in like 2009. We're going to Godfather's right. hat. Those questions are ridiculous. All right. <laughs> Ooh, dust that thing off, dude. Look at Godfather's hat. I know. KBW has been wearing it. He's been doing. Oh, gosh. He's been doing live stream with his OnlyFan girls wearing it. So. All right. <laughs> I can see him dancing around singing the BK song. Whopper, <laughs> whopper. <laughs> BK. <laughs> hey, hey, Scott, did you know I wrote that song, by the way? You wrote the BK song? I wrote it, and then the uh, the person that actually made the musical completely changed it and made it to what it is now. So even though I wrote it, he completely changed it. So I see. So what was it before? Was it KBW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it your way. Because I don't know if you know, but my family had a BK up in Upper Rhode Island, and then oh. and then moved Upper to, Rhode Island, Upper Rhode Island, and they owned a BK up there, and then they moved all of us to Missouri. To Missouri. To Missouri. Did you buy another BK? Yeah, parents bought another BK. I worked at BK, then was promptly fired because I kept eating all the chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Vicious. It wasn't because you kept walking by your boss's door with a letter and dropping no. it? No, my bosses were my parents and I didn't care. Oh, I see. You had no letters for them. No. Okay. No, no letters. But you kept eating all the chicken. Those chicken sandwiches are delicious. They are. Extra yeah. mayonnaise. Extra Yeah, mayonnaise. extra mayo. Yeah. 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 Love the uh, extra mayo. I bet. I bet you're a fan. All right. Get out of here, dude. We got to do Godfather's hat. All right, Scott. I just shuffled the hat. Are you ready for the first name that the Godfather's hat spits out? Yes, I am ready. The first name, Tom Zinkaloob. Oh my gosh, and you're holding up the card to show that you actually picked that from the hat. Tom Zinkaloob, Scott. <laughs> Talk about your favorite figure and how we're inducting it next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I want you guys to do is picture in your head the most basic of basic the most plain thing in the world just basic nothing special about it just standard vanilla plain and that's not a knock on vanilla just basic that's what this tom zinc figure is 
Think Greg the Hammer Valentine LJN pose. Shrunken down to a non-movable figure, which would be the Galoobs. You've got long dark hair, white trunks, white boots, period. And it just needs a Starbucks cup. That's it. A white Starbucks cup. To match his white gear with no knee pads when he wore knee pads. Not a knock on Galoob at all. But there is nothing about this figure that jumps out that says, wow, that's awesome. Even his tag team partner, Flying Brian, had the cool pose, right? He had both arms up like he was flying through the air. He had the bangle tight or the bangle uh, trunks on. There was something about that figure that just popped. He had the long hair. This figure's just plain. Actually, I was excited for this figure. And reason being is because it was the very first Tom Zink figure. Well, it, w- it was cool because you could team them up with Flying Brian, and they were U.S. Tag Team Champions at one point. Correct. So that was cool. You actually had a tag team. There were a lot of tag teams in the first series, or, and only really in the U.S. series of Galoobs. But that one was cool because you actually had a tag team, but there was nothing great about the figure. Yes, it was cool. We finally got a Tom Zink. Had he stuck around in the WWF, we probably would have gotten a Strike Force 2-pack, or actually would have been the Can-Am Connection, with Martel, so there may have been an LJN before there was a Galoob. That didn't happen because he bounced because he found out what Mart- uh, Martel was making. He's like, later, going to WCW where they're going to make a milk toast figure of me. Watch, <laughs> watch this. And that's what happened. He, he got into the only series of Galoobs here in the States. And if I'm going to rate it out of 10, I'm going to go, and you know what? They call it a rookie score. I'm going to give it a 5. It is literally right in the middle of the road. There's nothing spectacular about it. There's nothing horrible about it. It's just basic, standard. Like if Back in the day when we would buy stuff that was off-brand, it was called generics, and it came in a yellow package. Oh, yeah. This figure could have been on a yellow cardboard package with a <laughs> bubble, with Tom Zink's figure in the bubble, and it would have said wrestling figure on the package. <laughs> That's what this figure reminds me of. It's just a generic figure middle of the road nothing special nothing great nothing horrible a five out of ten how dare you five out of ten but apparently it's my favorite figure of all time from the list we did last week (laughs) and it's going into our hall of fame next year too and i I don't even want to say that it's really trashing it because again there's nothing horrible about it but there's nothing great and not that they could have done anything spectacular with a uh, with a tom zink but it just it's it's very very basic compared to the rest of the Galoob series, which, by the way, had two guys in sweatpants. So I'm giving this a 5 out of 10. A 5 out of 10. All right. That's cool. The Godfather's hat. It knows you too well. I hate you for throwing that in there again. Like, you're going to torture you... me. I'm going to torture you with Wild Bill Irwin every week. Godfather's hat? Spit it out, dude. I had nothing to do I with it. I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's like our phones. It listens. So the hat turned on me is what you're saying. Yeah. Because the Godfather's hat hears all. It hears all, just like our phones. I you know, see. how you're talking about something, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you may want to look into this, you know, and it yeah. places ads. Yeah. Godfather's exactly. Watch. I'm going to go on a Facebook tonight and there's going to be ads for t- people selling Tom Zink figures. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, well, All actually, right. I guess it is because there's no temptation to buy. All right. Next figure that Godfather's hat just spit out. Tatanka Hasbro. Oh, OK. I do have a knock on this figure and it will deduct points. OK, I'm curious where you're going with that. No accessory. Uh, what would you be looking for as an accessory? The tomahawk? Tomahawk. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So 
the figure is outstanding, dude. They capture Tatanka so well. And that's really the beauty of Hasbro. We've talked about it so many times that they can literally take a, a, a person, Tatanka, and make a figure that literally looks like they took Tatanka and squished and shrunk him down into that four-inch scale with that beautiful plastic sheen. It is dead on Tatanka. Everything about that figure is, I wouldn't say perfect, because again, it doesn't have the tomahawk, and Hasbro had great accessories. Why they chose not to include it with Tatanka, I don't know. I Maybe the same reason they didn't include Arrogance with Rick Martel, I don't know. Had they included the tomahawk, that is at least one point extra. So as it stands, I love that Tatanka figure. I love that both arms were outstretched, kind of like the Carrie Von Eric. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go on that one, 8.1. 8.1? Okay. Did it ever freak you out when guys would run down to the ring with sharp objects and people were putting their hands out trying to touch the wrestler? Kamala ex- Spear, LOD shoulder pads. Bru- Brutus Beefcake shears. Yeah, he's like snipping them all the way he's, to the ring. You're like, somebody's going to lose a finger, dude. Dude, somebody's losing a digit. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, that was that was always freaky to me. Like, And as you said, like, the shoulder pads, they had, they, they were spikes. and Yeah, people are reaching out, like, touching them. You're like, well, be careful, dude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, dude. Like, it always freaked me out when I'd see kids rushing up to the guardrail trying to touch the wrestler. And here comes Brutus Beefcake just allegedly coked out of his mind with the <laughs> shears, like, just snapping them together. I was like, holy crap, you know, you're going to see a finger lost. So Hey, kids, I'm walking briskly with scissors. Look at me. <laughs> LOD shows up in the ring, children impaled on their shoulder pads. Like, yeah, the 80s and 90s were a crazy time, dude. Oh, man, that was a party. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 8.1 on Tatanka. I love that figure. Uh, if you were to ask me the Tatanka Mattel, the Legends, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the Elite uh, Tatanka. Yes. That thing's getting an 8.5. Going 8.5 all because it came with the Tomahawk? Yeah, and it's because he's in like, um, I li- yeah, it's dressed up a little more. But, of course, Mattel can do a little more now with accessories and whatever than Hasbro could do. But even all Hasbro had to do was include the Tomahawk. And that thing would probably be getting like a high 8, low 9. But without the accessory, i got to deduct a point for that. I've got to rate the Mattel higher because they really dress that figure up. All right. Last name of the night is... Actually, just threw it out. Where'd it go? (laughs) Oh, it literally wanted you to read that name. It was like, here, read this. It's an omen. And it's also the Four Horsemen box set. From oh, okay. So I do have knocks on this one as well. No belts. No belts. If the four horsemen during their run were known for anything, is it that they were highly decorated? Be it the heavyweight title on Flair, the TV title on Arn, the tag team titles on Arn and Tully, the U.S. Championship on Barry Windham. Those guys were heavily decorated during their run. So I love the looks of the figures. There's how many accessories in this one? Uh, wait a second. Hold on. Did Wyndham come with a vest? Wyndham came with a vest. That's the oh. only accessory is a vest. Arn and Tully didn't have anything and Flair did not. No, Flair didn't even have a robe. The funny thing is, is the box is to my left, but it's facing away. The figures are facing away from me. It's, I'm just looking at the back of the box, so I can't. I'm going off of memory. Well, if you'd like, Jeff, I actually have them opened. I had I bought two of these because I don't know if you remember this, but Target at one point had so many of these four packs on hand. In addition to the Heenan family four pack, mm-hmm. I went to Target. You had gotten me the original set. 
Right. You would pick that up for me. Target knocked them down to 15 bucks. Oh, that's right. Because those were just sitting. They sat. The Heenan Family four pack and the Four Horsemen set. They sat on Target peg or shelves. Don't get KBW excited. Shelves <laughs> for months and months to the point where Target knocked what was what a $50 set. Something like that. Yeah. $49.99 knocked it down to $15. I immediately, as soon as I heard that, went to Target, picked up both the Heenan Family and the Four Horsemen. So with that said, since I had one boxed, I opened one. Okay. So I can go grab those loose figures real quick if you'd like, much like you searching for Brett, but I actually know where my four horsemen are. Oh, okay. Well, I found the Brett, so we're okay. Okay, good. I'm glad that you put out an APB and... Yes, I was I was actually really concerned. <laughs> sent out a search party. Okay, give me two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. So check this out. So Scott is now leaving the microphone. He, he just wanders off during the show. Now, granted, he's doing something positive for the show. I'll bring on KBW to talk. Hi, everybody. It's me, KBW. Scott just left. He's, what's he doing? Uh, he's so weird. Like, his beard is getting crazier and crazier. He's so weird. But he's like my favorite tune, just like everybody else. Oh, oh. I came, oh. On, I came on while you were gone. Oh, I see. Were you keeping Jeff company? No, not really, because I never keep him company. <laughs> me and Stu keep each other company. It's like Jeff had to, you know, when you get an animal, you have to get another one to keep it you know, keep it. Yeah. You got to have a buddy. It's got to have a buddy. Yeah. 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 I understand. Yeah. So that's why Jeff got stew. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I see. Yes. You know, so Jeff can have the English teachers over and stuff like that. And I say <laughs> that help you write your paper or don't. They don't. In fact, I'm blocked. I'm blocked again. again. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Different English teacher. Sorry, KBW. That's okay. Okay. All right, bye everybody. I'm going off to uh, I'm going off to BK. Actually, no. Have it your way. No, I, I want to go to McDonald's. I actually want to see if their stupid ice cream machine's working. Doubt it. <laughs> That's Don't true. get your hopes up. Uh, I'm gonna go over to McDonald's. I'm gonna go get some my ice cream. By the way, by the way, Scott. Yes. TikTok hack. TikTok hack. What? TikTok hack. Oh, hack. Understood. Okay. No, I'm calling you a hack. No, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even use TikTok. <laughs> no. What you do is you get an ice cream cone from McDonald's and you get one of their orange sodas. And then you take the ice cream cone and you put it inside the soda. You take the lid off and you put the ice cream cone in the soda and you scoop off the ice cream. It's like an orange dream sickle. Oh. Smell what you're cooking. Ah, oh, yeah. That's why I want this ice cream machine to be working, because I want one. Okay, well, good luck with that. I hope okay. it is. Yes, since we're fast food brothers, you know, we're brothers in arms. <laughs> brothers in bellies. Brothers in bellies, yes, bumping bellies. <laughs> Sweating hogs and bumping bellies, hell yeah. Right, right, get that underboob sweat, too. Oh, isn't it nice? Oh, that's great, yeah. Uh, find Cheetos under there. Run a finger under there, hold it up to your nose. Ah, oh, that's a good brand. Yeah. Uh, Cheeto dust under there. It's delicious. It. Yes. Turn it orange. All right. It's I'm going to All right. I'm heading over to McDonald's. That machine better be working because now I want this orange dreamsicle thing. Thoughts and prayers, KBW. Thank you. Okay. I'm off. He just hopped on stew. It's like. <laughs> I heard the galloping. It's like one giant leap. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got the figures. I do. I do. So I can hold them up here so you can see them, but nobody else can. Yep. Uh, Flare in black trunks is a questionable choice. Why? I remember flair more for like blues and purples and mm -hmm. reds mm -hmm. 
Not so much black. Um, interesting choice. I won't hold it against them. No, uh, sculpt on Flair's good. I, I, I remember Flair in quite a bit of matches where he was wearing black. Really? Okay, yeah. I, I don't really remember. Like, when I think of Flair, like, it, like I said, it's more blues and purples and reds. Yeah, um, I, I get it. Not so much black. So black was an interesting choice. Uh, again, won't hold it against them. The sculpt is really good. Uh, but a lack of a robe or even a heavyweight title, that deducts a few points. Uh, Tully's really good. Basic, he's in his red trunks, red knee pads, uh, white and red boots, starred, black stars on the side. Neither guy has anything on... Well, Flair has RF on his trunks. Tully has TB. That's both on the front. There's nothing on the back of the trunks. Wyndham, like you said, uh, black poly pocket style vest. It's a good Wyndham. Really good Wyndham. I do like the face sculpt a lot. Mm-hmm. Only Wyndham we've gotten so far from Mattel, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you are correct. And then we got Arn. He is in white trunks to kind of counteract Tully's red trunks. Uh, much like Tully, red knee pads, white and red boots. Uh, double A on the front of the tight or on the front of the trunks. Good face sculpt. All the face sculpts on these guys are really solid. I do like the Tully face sculpt a lot. Um, hey, put long hair on this thing. It's Tessa. Um, <laughs> man, I, I, it's just no belts. That's what irks me about this set. Now, of course, production costs go up. I get it. It is four elite figures that you got for fifty bucks. But the fact that you got the four horsemen together in a set is amazing. So maybe I'm nitpicking on no robe, no title belts, and just a vest for Wyndham. Man, you know what? I don't want to be too harsh. 7.7. That's kind of what I was thinking. The thing that really put it over the top is all four of them packaged together with the Hall of Fame in the back. Yes. Plus the artwork on the back of the card. Yes. If the packaging does make a difference, you're absolutely right. If we were adding the packaging into it, it's definitely about a seven, five, seven, six in there. For you? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're you and I are right in the same same neighborhood there with the scoring. Okay. I do really like it a lot. Again, you're getting all four horsemen in a package together, which to my knowledge hadn't happened since the Toy Biz set. Which is one of the worst flares ever. And also, this gets an extra point in my book because it's the best version of the Horseman. Yes. They could have gone in a number of directions, right? You pull out Wyndham and put in Oli. Or you pull out Wyndham and put in Luger. You could have gone that direction. But the fact that they gave us the best version, my opinion, of the Horseman, Flair, Tully, Arn, Wyndham, that gets a solid 7.7 in my book. Now, you dress these figures up a little bit either with title belts for all of them or at least a robe for flair, you're getting extra points for that too. So seven, seven as it stands, solid set. Okay. By the way, we got a home run chase going on between Otani and Matt Olson. Holy crap. Otani just ripped another one. Did, well, what does he have? 25 now? Uh, 26, I believe. Oh man. And here I thought Alonso was going to be the one to hit 60 plus bombs this year. If he didn't get hurt, he would be man. Maybe we'll see. Still a lot of season left. That's true. That's true. Judge will be lucky to hit 30. If he comes back. That stupid toe. I hate the Dodgers, man. Dodgers. Yeah. Dodgers Chavez Ravine. They broke my favorite toy in fantasy. You jerks. Your favorite toe or your favorite toy? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I see what I did there. I just, I see what you did there. All right. All right. I'll ask you one more question. (laughs) 
just because this question's hilarious. What superstar crashed the Big Show's father's funeral and drove off with the casket in tow? That's actually, that's actually for hell of funny, dude. That's great. That was Boss Man. Man, these questions are like hella easy, dude. Dude, Boss Man was a real shit disturber back in the day. He like crashed a funeral and drove off with a dead body. Then he killed Al Snow's dog and ate it. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. That guy was dark. I know, dude. His his character was really, really dark coming back. Yeah, he wasn't wearing his bright blue unis anymore. Like, he was dressed in all black, and, like, he was the villain. That's great. <laughs> all right, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker if you're in the hunt for LJN's, Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Benzums, Defining Moments, or Retros. Head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker to see if you're getting the fair market value. They take the three-month average of eBay prices and then put it together and show you on their website what they are going for to make sure you're getting a fair market value. Again, that's wrestlingtoytracker.com. All right, let's head on over to our podcasting buddies. We got Breaker and Bane, of course, with the Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We got the TB Toycast this week. Breaker and I were talking about Spawn, and it was a lot of fun talking about Spawn. It's just brought up a lot of happy memories just going to Toys R Us with you, dude, and KB Toys. Which is crazy because you didn't collect Spawn. No, you just would tag along when I was looking for it. What? Right. And then you would go, you would go to the starting lineups and then I would kind of meander in that same aisle, just kind of see what's on the, on the uh, shelves. I can't say the P word over here. Yeah. KBW will come riding back on stew. Yeah. But you would go over into the next aisle where it, at least at Hayward Toys R Us and you would be looking at the spawn. And I remember that you were always on the hunt for Malabolgia. Yeah. That was the hard one to find. And not only was it hard to find, but when you did find it a couple times, the cards were messed up or something like that. It was either the bubbles were jacked up or the the cardboard backing was jacked up because the figure was so big. Um, It was like, think Bundy LJN, but like bigger. It was heavier on the package. A lot of the cardboard backs were messed up. The bubbles were jacked up just because there was so much packing material around this thing. A lot of them were messed up. But luckily, the one I got from Castro Village, you know, John asked me, what are you looking for? I said, spawn the Malabolgia figure, he got in one case and he's like, I pulled out because it was one per case. He pulled out that one Malabolgia for me. I lucked out. Yeah. So you can listen to that on the TV toy cast as well as breaker and Daniel cross over at the rumble wheel where pants are optional. Woo-hoo. <laughs> also check out our buddies, Steve and Eric over at the positively pro wrestling podcast. We got Jordan Joe doing the stolen gimmicks. All right, Scott, quick. They do. They like to do top fives, but since we're rounding out the show real, real quick, we'll do a top three. Top three favorite belts of all time. Ooh. Favorite belts. Uh, I'm going to go the red WWF IC title. Uh, uh, so the IC title, but in the upper part where WWF was, it was highlighted in red. It was or, in red, right? It was painted in red. Okay, that one. The one that Savage, Ste- Savage Steamboat Honky had. Yes, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, the old school WWF tag team titles that Beautiful. the British Bulldogs held. The uh, tarnished look, the silver. The tarnished look, yep. yep. Not the gold plate, the tarnished, like what came with the Brutus the Barber Beefcake Legend. Yep, yep. And man. Uh, last one, I hate to be WWF centric here, but I got to go with you, Jeff. 86 title. wait what i love that belt dude like when you mentioned it was your favorite i was like really it's kind of obscure but the more i've seen it the more i've grown to really love that title oh my god that i didn't think you actually liked it 
Oh, I love that belt, dude. Yeah. You've never talked about that as being your favorite belt of all time. You've always talked about the IC and you've always talked about the tag, but you've never talked about that one being your favorite. Yeah. No, the, the more that I've looked at it, because I know it's your favorite title, the yeah. more I've looked at it, I've really grown to appreciate it. And honorable mention, if I can do a top five, the blue NWA tag team titles mm-hmm. and the AWA tag team titles. You're talking my language, dude. So I, same boat as you. Uh, number one is the Hogan. Number two, I think I'm going to have to go the NWA blue tag titles. Yep. And number three... Uh, I want to say the AWA tag titles, but I think I'm going to go the U S championship that Nikita and Magnum held. I was going to say, if I could do a five B, yeah, <laughs> it would be that U S title. That thing is so nice. It would be tough to just do. It's tough to just do three, you know? impossible i picked six <laughs> i know right all right but anyways go check out the stolen gimmicks podcast i'm having a lot of fun listening to jordan joe over there also check out the chick foley show with Seth, sheena and marco we got the velvety smooth voice of justin summers over at wrestling cheers we got rj over at ringside rant rucker and ej doing boots to the face tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life we got Soda and Ethan doing In the Marbles pod. They're in the middle of NASCAR season. And the points system is getting hot and heavy, so you want to check out the In the Marbles pod to get all your latest NASCAR fixings. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Well, we haven't had a show in a minute, and that's going to continue because we are just having massive scheduling issues. Obviously busy on my side. Adam is busy. Eddie is busy. So when you got three people you're trying to wrangle, gets a little bit difficult. So we're on kind of a, a, a quick break, but don't worry. There are more shows coming. We've got stuff coming down the pipe. I'll announce it next week, uh, but give us a follow on Twitter, wrestling underscore drunk. Go back and just listen to any of our past episodes. The roasts are funny. Uh, our Valentine's day episodes are good. The Halloween episodes we've done a lot of fun. If you've never heard it before, we've done pay-per-view reviews. So if you see a pay-per-view on there that you liked, or that you're interested in, give it a listen. We try to keep it fun because we're drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Man, I'm missing. That's okay. I'm okay with that, that you guys are taking a little bit of mini break. I don't mind that because stolen gimmicks and you kind of drop around the same time. So I, it's always like I'm trying to choose between my favorite child. <laughs> it's no, okay, I, Jordan. You can be his favorite for right now. <laughs> no, you guys, uh, I, I usually listen to, first you guys on uh, Friday mornings and then usually stolen gimmicks is somewhere around there. So I always pop you guys or I pop them on, but obviously I'll listen to all these podcasts eventually on my, you know, at the gym and everything. So yeah, your Rolodex of podcasts to listen to. Exactly. And we got Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Scott roll call. going to throw it out to Jason Wolf, the amazing artist, Jason Wolf. That's W U L F. If you need artwork, if you need custom Hasbro figures in your life, Go check out Jason Wolf. Again, Jason W-U-L-F does amazing custom Hasbros, does amazing artwork. If you need t-shirts done and you need artwork for that shirt, hit up Jason. If you love custom Hasbros, go check out his chop shop. Again, incredible artist, incredible work on the custom figures. A great dude, Jason Wolf. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. I hope you do see Jason, dude. And let me know if you do. I send him, send him my love. I will for sure. I'll give him a big bro hug for you. All right. Cool, man. All right. Let's get you jet setting off to Vegas. Uh, it's not about jet setting, dude. It's uh, rubber meets the road. <laughs> We're driving. Wait, you're not taking your stallion? <laughs>
<laughs> no, unfortunately, KBW, I do not have a stallion. Oh, I was going to give you my gas can. It's a little, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with ever putting gas into a horse. I, I don't think I'm going to do that. That, that doesn't sound like something that interests me. In fact, it sounds illegal in most States, but you know, it's, you learn something new every day, which I did last week. A lot of backfire. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. Yeah. How much do you lose to dribble? Just curious. Uh, Hopefully it's not too, too much. Gas uh, is expensive. And, and no, the, you know what the most expensive part is, is the shoes, the horseshoes on the, uh, on, on the stallion. Oh, really? What are you looking at? Uh, Air Jordans? Is that what you? No, not those. Ty- no, no, no. I'm talking about horseshoes. Like, you know, remember oh, like back Air in- Eds. Yeah, like yeah, Mr. yeah, Eds. yeah, yeah, yeah. They Air don't. They, Eds, yeah, yeah. The stallions don't know what who Michael Jordan is, but they know who Mr. Ed is, so they call oh, him Air Eds. Oh, understood. Yes. I see. Yeah. So those are expensive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or so, like the the new um, Air Sea biscuits. Yeah, the Air Sea biscuits are. Oh man, those, those are, are popular. Be, those are hard to find. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. As far as as far as you know, because the shoe people, the shoe people that you know I run with, it's always the Air Biscuits. The Air Biscuits, yeah. Yeah, Air Biscuits. I would imagine those would be pretty popular. Very popular. Yeah. I tried entering Stu into the uh, Kentucky Derby, but then they kicked me out, so. Why? What happened? I just rode him up on the uh, track, and they were like, no, you got to go. Oh, you didn't try, you didn't register or anything? You just went riding up there, and he's in his yeah. Air Biscuits, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm just going to run the, run this race. And they're like, sir, we don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Got exactly. It. I see. Yeah, let us. Stu at least drop a deuce on the track. Uh, both Stu's did. They were they were so upset that they. But <laughs> <laughs> both Stu's. That's good. I'm I'm glad Stu really stretched out and dropped the deuce there. Yeah, they both did. They both did. Hopefully, you dropped trowel first, and it wasn't yeah. in the pants because that's no fun. No, 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 no. He he good. he dug a hole and then sat in it. Got it. <laughs> that's quite a protest. Well done, Stu. <laughs> Right in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, okay. So he didn't even try to hide in the corner. He just right there in front of the crowd when everybody's enjoying their mint juleps. I was wondering what he was doing. I saw the toilet paper and I was like, oh no, here he goes. <laughs> so dude, do you remember that time when we were playing roller hockey? And our buddy John, mid roller hockey, had to drop a deuce. Yep. And we were playing at the tennis courts and we were playing next to a football field. <laughs> So in his skates, he went out to his car, grabbed a roll of toilet paper from the back of his car, (laughs) skated on the grass and dirt out to the middle of the field, literally the 50-yard line, dropped trout, dropped the deuce (laughs) in his skates, wiped up, cleaned up, left the nice little package surprise for whoever was going to be on the field first the next day, and came back and finished the game. And see, the Cowboys were pissed off when Terrell Owens, like, spiked the ball on the... (laughs) On the star, could you imagine? Yeah, John one up Terrell Owens. <laughs> Can you he imagine? Went way above and beyond. Could you imagine the kids that had to play the next day? <laughs> oh, God. God. What wild animal did this? <laughs> His name was John. Kids. His name oh. was John. Oh my God! All right, we've got to get going. We got to get you to Vegas, Scott, for episode three hundred and eighty-eight. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Big license 2016 and viva las vegas and happy toy hunting all right you better win lots of money dude no i'll be happy if i come home with something from the vintage toy shop 
All right. That'll be my big win. Please make it to Rogue Toys. I've heard nothing but good thing about Rogue Toys. and I, I promise I will try everything that I can to get there. All right, all right. Schedule permitting, I'm going to go. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 388. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.